0: Hey y'all, this is Mama's Breakdown Podcast, where we get into the nitty-gritty, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between of motherhood. So even on your worst days, Mama, you know that you are not alone. I'm your host, Ashley, and I don't know about you, but I'm ready to have a breakdown. So during your prenatal care, you're giving lectures and talk talk to about taking care of yourself and eating right, exercising right, drinking enough water, but you'll never hear anybody ask, are you taking care of your mind? Are you being mindful of how this is affecting you mentally? Because 24 hours after birth, a woman's hormone level abruptly returns to normal and that is may contribute to postpartum depression. 50% of women are with PPD are never detected. It is the most underdiagnosed complication from pregnancy in the United States. It's underdiagnosed because the only time that it's ever brought up during your pregnancy is at your six-week postpartum check where the doctor looks at you and says, How's your mental health? And all you've got to do is nod your head. Women are nodding their head because they're afraid if they speak up, they're going to be looked at and judged and called ungrateful for the blessings that they've been put into by having a child, by having this miracle in their life. They're going to tell you that they're fine because they're ashamed of the way that they're feeling because they can't explain the way that they're feeling. Postpartum mental health should be more than just a simple, single question at a six-week checkup. It needs to be mandated to have a psychiatric evaluation every so often for the first year after you have a baby. And I truly believe in my heart that people are afraid of being judged, and that's why they're not speaking up, or either they just don't know a name or what they're experiencing is a real thing. So let me break down the symptoms of postpartum depression for you. The symptoms are going to include loss of appetite, insomnia, intense irritability or anger, overwhelming fatigue, loss of interest in sex, lack of joy in life, social withdrawal, severe mood swings, difficulty bonding with your baby, and thoughts of harming yourself or your baby. If you've got any of these thoughts and you actually speak out to somebody, and they have to, They tell you that it's just the baby blues, the baby blues will go away in a couple of weeks. You'll be fine. Well, here's what the baby blues are. Baby blues begin in the first few days following delivery and are typically gone about two weeks postpartum. Symptoms are mild, and they include crying for no reason, impatience and irritability, restlessness, anxiety, sadness, mood changes, and poor concentration. There is a vast difference in the symptoms of postpartum depression and the baby blues. So if you feel like you're experiencing the depression symptoms, And people are trying to convince you that it's just the baby blues and you're okay and nothing's wrong. And you've got this beautiful new baby to love on. You have nothing to be sad about. You've got everything right here that you could possibly need. Where'd they get their medical license from? Are they an MD? Are they a psychiatrist? If you answered no to any of those, you need to make a doctor's appointment. You need to talk to somebody who knows how to recognize the difference between the two. Because it took me a year and four months to realize this wasn't something that I was going to get over by myself. It took me that long to realize I need help. And this is not something that I can just deal with and keep biting my tongue Because I was getting angrier and angrier and angrier and sadder and sadder and sadder. And it was affecting my interaction with my child. So I had to speak up. I had to get help. And you know what? At the time, I felt like crap. I was embarrassed that I had to do it because I had wanted this child for so long. This was the child I thought that I would never have, that would never exist that I had almost given up hope on especially after October 2020 and here he was living breathing my little twin just running all over the place living life being happy and I just couldn't be so I asked my husband if we could afford it since I had left my job at 911 And he said, we'll find a way. It doesn't matter. If you need help, you need help. And since I reached out and I asked for it, I'm like a completely different person. Before that, I would never do this. I would never sit here in a room by myself in front of a microphone and talking about my experiences and trying trying to make every mama that I can realize that they don't have to feel alone like I did. They don't have to feel like they can't reach out to anybody, that they have to stay at home and cower in the corner and not tell anybody what they're thinking. They don't have to go out in public and fake a smile all day, every day. They don't have to pretend that they have the perfect life at home because if you don't, you don't. It's okay not to be okay, but it is definitely not okay to stay that way. And asking for help does not make you weak. It makes you a strong-ass woman. It makes you a superhero is what it does because it'll change you for the absolute better. And that is speaking from experience, mama. Another thing that's never really touched on is postpartum anxiety and OCD. If you feel like you can't bond with your baby, Or if while you're feeding, breastfeeding, you feel like you're not producing enough milk, you're formula feeding and feeling guilty because you can't breastfeed, you've got to be the one to wash the bottles because you're the only one that can do it right. And if somebody else does it, your baby's going to get sick. If you're feeling like you're having scary, disturbing thoughts and those intrusive thoughts that everybody makes fun of, it's a real thing. I had I suffered from that too. I had to speak out about that too. I I couldn't let anybody wash his clothes. Nobody could give him a bath other than me. His bottles I had to hand wash and scrub myself. I had to put him in the sterilizer myself because if you did it, you were going to overlap something and they were going to miss something. And he was going to get sick. It was terrible, terrible, and I thought I was just caring too much just an overbearing mother no i was riddled with anxiety and it was making me miserable having depression and anxiety before pregnancy and then having a pregnancy after loss that tripled that original anxiety and then having postpartum depression and anxiety it was hell y'all it was hell it was robbing me of my joy I could not find anything to be happy about. I was constantly worried. I couldn't sleep. And when I could sleep, it was only for a few minutes at a time because I had to sit up and make sure that he was still breathing. I had to sit up and make sure that he wasn't too hot. I had to sit up and make sure that he wasn't hungry and just not saying, not, not saying anything. Y'all, if my newborn could talk, I wouldn't be on this podcast. I'd be on a yacht somewhere, okay? <laughs> but these feelings are valid. What you're feeling is valid. You are not doing too much. You are not crazy. You are not crazy. It is normal to feel this way. It is also normal to get help, to not feel this way so intensely. The longer you feel this way, the longer you're going to rob yourself of watching your child grow. I don't remember anything from last year, from my baby's last or first year. I don't remember a single thing. I couldn't tell you how old he was when he he first said mama as a syllable or not. I couldn't tell you how old he was when he pulled up on his own. I've got pictures and videos of it, but it's all just a blur. I I think I took pictures and videos because I knew eventually that I was going to get bad enough or somebody else would realize that I needed help and get me help. But I eventually ended up speaking up on my own. But I wanted to be able to look at them and come back to that memory and hopefully remember it a lot better, but I can't. So the sooner you speak up, the sooner you can enjoy motherhood the way that you're supposed to. You're not weak. You're not crazy. You are human. You are a human who just went through a life-altering mental rewire physical alteration to bring another life into this world. You're a mama and you're amazing. And just because your brain is telling you you're not, doesn't mean that it's right. I think another major factor that contributes to nobody wanting to ask for help is these mommy Facebook groups. Where you've got Susan and Karen raiding the comments and hijacking the post, wanting advice and saying what they're doing with their kids. And here comes Susan and Karen telling you how bad it is for your kids and how you shouldn't do that. And how the pediatric whoever sweats say this and that and recommend this or that. Let me tell you something. The kids they, they did those studies on and Susan and Karen's kids are not your kids. Not everything works for everybody's kids. Not everything is the same for everybody. You're going to run into some some things that work for them, that work for yours, and then you're going to run into some things that don't work for anybody, but they're going to tell you that it does because magazines and websites have told them that that's what makes a perfect mommy. If you do this, that, and a third, you're the greatest mommy on earth. But I'll tell you a secret. There is no such thing as the greatest mommy on earth in the greater scheme of things in the bigger picture. But to the little human that you created, the one that you are with every day, that you feed every day, that you love every day, you are the greatest human on the planet. And at the end of the day, that is all that really matters 100%. As long as that little human looks up to you and has that love in their eyes like you hang the moon, like you shine every single star in that sky so it sparkles just for them, who cares what anybody else is telling you to do for them? If they are happy, healthy, and fed, you're a good mama. You are amazing to that little person. Susan and Karen can get bent. Because I tell you what, they would rather pick fleas off a bobcat's butt in a phone booth than run into me in public because they won't keep that same energy if they see me in public. They won't say a word to you in public, but they want to get behind that keyboard and play Mighty Mama like their way of mothering is just top-notch and over-the-edge and by-the-book. There is no by-the-book when it comes to parenthood, honey. You're doing great. So if you see something on Facebook that makes you feel any less than great, if you run across something on Google while you're trying to answer one of your own questions that makes you feel less than great, close it out, set it down, walk away, redirect, refocus, and then try again. Do not let anybody let you feel inadequate in any aspect of your life, especially being a parent got a little bit off track there we went from mental health to telling Susan and Karen to go suck a watermelon through a garden hose and so getting back to mental health everybody's gonna have their breaking point and it takes a lot of focus to realize that you're at your breaking point and it's sometimes it's the smallest things that take you straight there in a red Mustang and 100 miles an hour with the pedal to the floor. My breaking point was a complete and total blowout. I'm talking there was brown poo all over my house, not just my child all over my house because every step we took, we left a little bit behind us. And when I got him cleaned up, and I got the house cleaned up, and I got May cleaned up, and I cleaned out the diaper. Jeannie, I cried hysterically. This happened at maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. I cried till my husband got home at 5 o'clock that evening, or 5.30, whenever he came home. It was terrible, and that that was the point where I was like, you know what? When I get up tomorrow, I'm going to find a way to change this. I cannot be sad anymore. My child deserves to have a happy mother. My child deserves to see me happy to be with him every day. Because I am, but I cannot feel it. And that's got to change. I think I've about dismantled everything that I know myself about postpartum mental health i'm not going to really dive any into anything i haven't experienced i don't like to speak on things that i don't know anything about um i do want to leave you with some things if you are having a tough time i just want you to know you're still you and you will get better this is not your fault you are a good mama what you're going through is awful and your feelings are valid You are loved and supported, and I am here for you no matter what. I can sit with you. You don't have to say a thing, but you aren't alone. It takes strength to get help. It really does. It takes a lot of strength to get help. So if you have anything that you need to talk about, talk to anybody that you feel like will listen. Anybody that you feel like will be your shoulder, your rock. That'll let you cry it out. That'll look at you and say, I know you're doing everything you can to get better. It's all in your hands, Mama. And Thank y'all for sitting with me through my rambling about Everything I went through after my baby was here and how I fought to come back and how I'm still fighting to come back. Y'all keep coming back and hanging out with me. I'll dismantle everything I can to get you through motherhood, parenthood, whatever you're experiencing. If you've got a topic, question, concern about anything that you want me to cover, feel free to shoot me an email at mamasbreakdown23 at gmail.com mamasbreakdown23 at gmail i will gladly cover anything that you need me to we'll see you next week mamas until then don't have a breakdown without me